Hi friend, you are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, a podcast created especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Janelle Wood, and while I have a background in counseling and ministry with women, the truth is I've been through my own seasons of questioning my faith. So if you've ever struggled with not being sure where you belong, or you felt like you were faking faith, or maybe a friend just shared this episode with you and you are feeling a little wounded or skeptical of all things God-related right now, welcome. This podcast is just for you. Finding Something Real is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. My passion is Jesus Christ, and for me now, after having crawled through some real ups and downs on my own faith journey, I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever. But don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. You are listening to part two of a three-part conversation with my February co-host, Tori Carpenter. And myself, we are having a conversation with performing artist and worship leader, C. West. We're talking about following and falling in love with Jesus Christ. I hope you enjoy this part of our discussion. Oh, for sure. And like, I, yeah, I grew up in a church where like questions weren't really, they weren't welcomed. Yeah. And so like, I would ask questions and people would be like, don't ask questions. We just got to trust the plan, trust the word. So I, yeah, I also grew up in an environment where like questions weren't okay. Yeah. So I'll just like touch on that real quick. People, you know, saying don't ask questions and don't this and that. What that really is, it's a reflection of their uh, lack of relationship with the Father. And so when you ask questions, it makes them afraid because they really don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. And you have, when you read the Word, you have to understand that Jesus is the Word. You are reading Him. But the Word also says that the Father of glory gives unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And so what that means is oftentimes when you have a conversation with someone and with God, God means what he says. He doesn't diminish one word, but when I'm talking to you, I can hear you telling me, man, I'm just going through a tough season right now. But the heart behind what your word is saying is I really need someone to be here for me right now. And so whenever I read God's word, I'm also trying to hear his heart in it as well, because that's the difference between religion and relationship. People get afraid when you ask a lot of questions because they may not actually have real relationship with Jesus. They may know of him, but they don't really know him. They don't walk with him. They don't talk with him. They don't allow him to dwell inside their hearts, their minds. They're not renewing their minds. And so I'm not afraid to be asked questions about Jesus. I don't know everything about Jesus. I only know what I can share from my own experience and my own relationship with him. But if I'm just someone who wants to be a theologian with the absence of relationship with the father, then I can never help anybody. I can never help anybody if I just spit Bible at you all day. That doesn't help you. That doesn't, that doesn't help you feel loved (laughs) if I just quote Bible to you. I have to Mm -hmm. speak from a place of love, 
and he is love. And so for you to not be able to ask questions or even be in a place where you can't ask questions, um, that's just not the heart of the father. And I want to also talk about really quickly your father and just that experience that you had. Everybody will always try to make you move quicker in healing because they're not in your shoes. And I've actually, I've experienced that too, where, um, for example, my, my wife may be dealing with something that's troubling or it's hard. It's easier for me to say, Hey, just get through it. But if I'm in her shoes, it may not, I mean, there's a, it's easy to show yourself grace, but it's not easy to show other people grace is what I'm saying. And so when you have to allow yourself to feel, you have to allow yourself to feel and you have to allow yourself to go through that season of grieving and that hurt and that pain. And when it comes to asking questions and maybe not even having all the answers as far as where your father is or where you'll end up, I have come to the place in my life uh, where when it comes to things like that, there are certain things that I have had to have the grace to not ask God why for my own peace and moving forward with my own life. I had to stop at a certain point asking God, why doesn't my dad want me? Why do I go on Facebook and why do I see him with his other children going to Disney world and doing all these great things, but won't take two seconds to call me just, and I have no reason. I have, I have no answers. I have no information as to why I've been just left. And so he's living his life, but in order for me to move forward and live mine, I have to forgive him, even though I don't have all the answers, even though I have to understand that forgiveness is more for me than it was for Mm -hmm. him. And this is different. Um, is very different than what you experience. But what I'm saying is everyone processes things on different timetables. Everybody, it's a journey. A healing's a journey. Mm-hmm. Finding understanding and gaining clarity is a serious journey. And you may be trying to find clarity all for all your days. But one thing I will say, Jesus loves you and he loves your father. And we see in part, we don't know everything. Nobody will ever know everything Mm -hmm. ever. We'll know all things when we stand before him in heaven. (laughs) But until we do, we have to just say, Lord, you know what? I trust you. I trust you. And that's, 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 that's what I've come to. I've come to just trust him. And Lord, if I don't know all the answers, Mm -hmm. I just trust you because to this day, still don't know why he doesn't want me but I, I have to just trust that god wants me more and that he, he he has all the answers even if people don't yeah i think and i think that's definitely like one of the areas where i have experienced healing is um like i would struggle with thoughts of you know like when people would make comments like that were so hurtful or just inappropriate i would yeah. feel like um well, why would they say that to me? And why am I not enough for them to say kinder things? Or, you know, I'd struggle with thoughts like that. And uh, I think one thing that I've experienced really in the last 12 months is that, um, like, it didn't really have, it doesn't have anything to do with me. Like, when people say things like that, when people disappoint me, when people are hurtful to me, like, 
it doesn't have anything to do with me. I, I do believe that because of my, because I would say I definitely have a good, a personal relationship with God. And I know that God created me to, and I'm fundamentally beautiful and desired and significant. And that's the truth of who I am. And so when I think about the hurt that I've experienced because of people, even outside of my dad's death, I, I do know that like I, I am such a desired, significant creation and that when people abandon me or leave me, it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with me. I would definitely say I've experienced healing in that area, but you know, it's my struggle is like the, the I guess the theological constructs of Christianity. Sometimes I just wonder. Yeah. So out as far as the theological constructs, this last season of my life, I probably memorized over 800 Bible verses, right? Wow. <laughs> literally, literally, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I haven't written down, I, like I'm talking the verse and the address where to find it. Let me just tell you how much God doesn't care about that. Like, he does not care yeah. <laughs> at all. Like literally, he looks at me, he goes, my name is Carl. So he'll go, Lord, the Lord literally said to me, Carl, that was, I don't care. <laughs> I want your heart. That's what he says. And he reminds me of that often. I can know how to prophesy. And the word says that I can, I can, I can teach, I can preach, I can prophesy. And he goes down this long list of things. Um, but the greatest of all of those things is love. I can memorize the whole Bible from front to back and know the ins and outs, know the harmonics and the Greek and the Hebrew. And all. God doesn't care. <laughs> he really doesn't. He just, he cares that he has our, our heart completely and totally. He just cares that we know that our identity is found in him. And, and quite wow. honestly, quite honestly, I've woke, I've, I've gone to sleep many nights and woken up many more mornings with that truth. And, and it's been enough for me. It's just been enough for me. And like one encouragement that I'll have is because you, uh, you shared that one thing that you just battle with constantly is the theological aspects of it all. I'm not saying that it's wrong to want to understand certain things, but I am saying, um, we have to learn to pocket things, not ignore things. Some things just take time to understand. And some things, again, we won't understand until we really meet the father face to face. Uh, and one thing that I've had to encourage people with throughout my journey is to enjoy Jesus. Enjoy your relationship with Jesus mm -hmm. more than you try to figure him out. I think that that's like, something that's helped me is because I've seen so many people preach and it seems like they know him so well. And I'm just like, how do I get to that place? And I'm just like, God always reminds me. He's like, you're in the right, you're right where I want you to be. I actually really like that you said that. I really like that because I think another thing that I've struggled with is like I mean, scripture in general. And like, you know, for the first however many hundreds of years, like the Bible, the 66 traditional books that we have were not a thing in the early church right away. And, and then yet we like 
hold of as like this infallible truth and we like beat people with it so to speak at times and um i think that like what like if you look at the gospels and like what the ministry of jesus was like he was always like look at the birds and look at the flowers and don't worry about tomorrow yeah like and i so i think i love that you just said that because i do think that the whole ministry of jesus was um i think he was meant to be enjoyed and life is meant to be enjoyed and he came to reveal that and, and that's something i've definitely come to love is that um like that like my life and my relationship with him is just meant to be enjoyed absolutely and the word itself i've come to find and realize that we need the word in us the word says in john 663 it says it is the spirit that gives us life the flesh profits nothing so what that is saying is many things but one thing that i know that it's saying is the flesh profits nothing meaning the word is the bread of life so in order for me to have life in order for me to live breathe to be to have peace to understand that i'm found in him i have to read the word so can i jump in here real quick and just kind of clarify a couple of things cuz i've had the the ability and the privilege of getting to talk to Tori alone and, and knowing where she's at um, with the authority of scripture is an issue, right? And what I hear you saying, Steve, uh, not that scripture isn't an authority, uh, but that the love has to be and the surrender has to be the more important thing. Um, Because I do want to say, you know, Jesus had a very high view of scripture um, he referred to it multiple times, uh, including Jonah <laughs> and Adam and Eve, right? All the things that are, are struggles sometimes. Um, and he, he affirmed it. Um, and so why, can I just clarify this? Why do you hold a firm view of the word uh, and an authority place? Because I, one of the things I hear Tori saying is, how do we even know that that's where we find, uh, you know, the truth about who God is? Is that is that fair, Tori? Is that an okay? Yeah, I would definitely. Yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head with that. I think that I've, my question has been, why, like we, like to to some degree, I feel like Christianity has become Father, Son, and Holy Bible, and like everything the Bible says is true and accurate, and like I think we've maybe lost the Holy Spirit, and I don't like it's just a book at the end of the day like it was a book that was written by people and there's definitely beautiful truths in it and jesus did love scripture and he quoted scripture but how do we know that all of it's true and like it's to to me i think one of the things i've questioned is at the end of the day it's just 66 books like historical texts how do we know that it's like this sacred holy scripture that i can completely rely on you know what i mean i think what helps me to what helps me to navigate that is clinging to the person of Jesus. And what I mean by that is there's many different uh, Christians you'll meet. (laughs) Uh, And I don't know if it's even right to necessarily categorize people. I don't think that it is. You'll meet some Christians who are, oh, it's just the love of God. It's all you need. No, nothing else matters. It's just the love of God. And then there's some that are, it's the word, it's the word, it's the word, yeah. it's the word, it's the word. But it's both. <laughs> it's it's both. It's both. It's both. It's both. 
it is actually not even more one than the other. It's a beautiful balance of both. And when you have, because Jesus is the word, so you can't have more word and not have the same amount of Jesus, but there's a level of balance that comes into play when you are talking about a difference between religion and relationship. Yeah, and maybe that's been maybe my experience because I grew up really strict fundamental Baptist, and uh, I think that maybe my experience has been the word, the word, the word. Like, mm-hmm. that didn't even like talk about love. It was just the word. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, like, the older I got, and the more I like could think for myself. I, uh, I think I I realized that like, I think my truth is that I think the word of God is inspired inerrant and infallible and when he was 18 he grew a beard and i think that christianity like well certainly the culture that i grew up in was like the word they just beat you with the word and to me like there was no love and like maybe maybe that's maybe that's the answer maybe maybe you're right maybe i was missing the balance i think i think that oftentimes what the struggle and challenge really is is and i feel for individuals like yourself i meet many people who have grown up in church and even had you know different people around you who are trying to point you to god but the method by which they are using to point you to god is so dangerous and it oftentimes cannot point you to him but point you away from him and you may think oh these people are crazy they're beating the word over me they are i'm going through actual real life stuff and nothing they're doing is helping and so yeah. there is a, there is a, the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus, it's the love of Jesus. It's his love. It's his love. His word says, and it, he says in his word, they will know that you are my disciples by how you love one another. That's what he says in his word. He says, yeah. they will know that you are my disciples by how you love one another. And so what my, yeah, really honestly, what, it's it's his his word. It says in his word, um, he says, Yeah. He says, I will lead the blind to places they have not known or seen. He says, Who is blind but my servant? Who is deaf but my messenger? So what he's what he means by that is when we are blind and deaf to the world, we can clearly see and hear the things of heaven. And so if I just stare at the book. All I'm going to see is a book. But that's why prayer is so important as well. And I believe that prayer is just such a beautiful method that we can use to really connect with the Father so that he can give us real insight on what people are trying to bash, but he can share with you in such a love, in such a sweetness that you can really receive. And he can give you more understanding than any man could ever give. And as far as the books being written by man and it being 66 book and it's historical and all those details, um, I believe that the word of God is true 100% from beginning all the way to the ending. And I believe that he is the way, he is the truth. He's the way, meaning his way is holiness. His truth is his word and he is the life. I believe that the spirit of the Holy Spirit lives in us and the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. And, you know, we are free from the law of sin and death. 
And I believe that, you know, he is coming back for us. But I also don't understand everything in the Bible that I read. And there's room. There's room. That's where the relationship comes in. There's there's room. There's so much space in my relationship with God for him to teach me things. And I don't have to necessarily listen to every word the pastor is saying. I don't necessarily have to listen to every word that someone may be encouraging me with. Even if they fully confidently believe it, I have to spend time with the Lord for me. I have to sit down with God and I have to read the Bible and I have to ask him, Lord, what is this? What did you mean by this? <laughs> like when you said this, I have to pray. Like, Lord, what did you mean by this? Sometimes I'll get an answer right away. Sometimes I won't for a few weeks or even a month or a year. Uh, and maybe I'll have dialogue with others who I know have real relationship with Jesus. And he can speak through them. Like you said, God has brought people to you to really speak to you through people. It's just so many different avenues to really hear God that are uh, wise places to go to. <laughs> towards. Of course, you don't want to just go anywhere because God isn't necessarily speaking in and through everyone. Um, but I think that community helped me as well. Um, and I don't know if you have a lot of community of people who um, really love Jesus. I know you, uh, I know you have Janelle and uh, you, I'm sure you have maybe a select other people, select other few people. Um, I would say really like spend time with people because you can find Jesus in the hearts of people, even as you speak to people who love Jesus. In our body, there is no air in our lungs. There is no blood pumping. There is no heartbeat. There is no consistent heartbeat. We breathe without even trying to breathe because he is living in us. He is so present and so real that the absence of him, you will live, if you, if you don't live for Jesus, you can ask anybody who doesn't who doesn't live for Jesus. You can ask anybody who doesn't even for two seconds think about Jesus or even is a Christian. You can ask anyone, are they happy? And they can't honestly tell you that they are. They can't. See, I yeah, and I, I'm reading this really good book right now. Okay, so th- this is just what I think. And I'm not saying that I'm right. I'm no, no, no. Just, I guess I'm just going through the season of questions and exploration, I suppose. But I, uh, so this is what I wonder. I don't hold it as truth, but I wonder. Okay, so bear with me. So what if, what if you're right? Everything, like crisis in all things. I'm reading this really good book right now, actually, called, a friend of mine told me to read it. It's called uh, The Universal Christ by Richard Rohr. Mm-hmm. And there's like one part in the book where he's talking about how like Christ is in everything. Like literally like we are breathing Christological air. We don't even exist without Christ. But what if because of the fall, we forgot that and we forgot that like we're such perfectly created beings and we're beautiful and we're exceptional beyond measure what if we forgot that everything is beautiful and everything is Christ and Christ is in everything. So Jesus came to like remind us that there's no such thing as separation and you have everything you need. And my ministry is the kingdom of heaven is within you. Like, like what if that was the ministry of Jesus? You know what I mean? Uh, So like, even when people think they don't have Christ, really they do. They're literally not even existing apart from him. 
Do, do you understand what I'm saying? I, I don't know if that, I, I, just, so, what I wonder. So just for clarification purposes, you're saying that even if someone isn't quote unquote saved, they still have Christ and they still have everything they need. Is that what you're saying? Like, even if yes, they don't necessarily devote themselves is, to Jesus. Is that what you're saying? I guess, I guess, I guess kind of. Yeah. Because like, literally I think the way that I see it is like life itself is God is Christ. Mm-hmm. Like literally it is like life itself is yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And so like, what if, even if they don't believe it and they don't see mm-hmm. it, like, like nothing, like you're so, right. Scripture says like literally nothing exists apart from Christ. Right. So <laughs> I love this. I love this. No, 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 I love this. And here's, here's my response okay. to that. I love this. Here's my response to that. My response is this. I'll first touch on the fall. You talked about the fall. What is the fall? In the most simplest way to put it, the fall is when we chose something, when we chose the opposite of love. When we chose deceit, when we chose the liar, when we chose sin, the fall is sin. Sin, the word says, sin separates us from God. It separates us from him. And sin, the wages of sin are death. But the gift of God is eternal life. So here's why I don't believe that even if you don't surrender your life, your surrender your existence to Jesus. Here's why I don't believe that if you don't do that, then you really can't have a relationship with him and you can't live a life that is of abundance and of fullness. The reason why I believe that it is important for all of us, it says in this word, it says um, that God wants us to uh, profess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. And in our hearts, he wants us to believe that Christ raised him to the dead and we will be saved. The reason why it's so important for people to surrender to Jesus and live a life that is devoted to him is because he once chose us and now he's giving us another opportunity to choose him because we didn't the first time. We, everything was perfect in the garden. Everything was perfect. Everything was beautiful. And like you're saying right now, what you're expressing was the garden. That's what I believe. What you're expressing was the garden. But we're not there anymore. What you're expressing is everyone had Jesus. Everybody was already connected, automatic. There was, there, there was no need to this and there was no need to that. It just was. But because mm-hmm. sin came into play, it separated us because we didn't. Love is a choice. Love is a choice. God doesn't, God doesn't force yeah. his love into anybody. He freely gives it, but it's not real love if you don't, if you don't choose it. There has to be another option. And that other option was, was, was the tree. So where we are now in this world, I believe that there are so many options. There are so many ways, but there is only one way to life. There's only one truth to life. And his name is Jesus. And, and here's the thing. Even if you don't, even if you are not saved, um, the word tells us that everyone has a measure of the Holy Spirit. Everybody everybody has a measure of the Holy spirit, even if you're not saved. So I do. Yeah. I mean, the Bible even says that the Holy spirit was poured out into all flesh. 
Right. So I do believe that God is living in all of us, but that does yeah. not necessarily mean that he is functioning in all of us. He's well, maybe, maybe us. those people aren't aware that he's functioning in all of us. I don't you, know. You can't just... become, a, but here's the thing. I agree. You can't become aware though. You can't heal a thing if you don't reveal a thing. Sure. Without a situation, without situation, there is no revelation. So we have to go through hard times in order to gain a revelation of who God is. God allows us to go through things and experience things so that he can show us different aspects of who he is. And so for someone who doesn't know God, there's always a tug in a person's spirit. Nobody goes through their whole life without at least one opportunity to fall in love with Jesus. Well, friend, I hope you're finding this conversation as interesting and challenging as I am. We'll pause here and come back tomorrow to conclude this thoughtful conversation with February's co-host, Tori Carpenter, and our special guest, recording artist and worship leader, C. West. See you back here soon. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This season, we are inviting co-hosts to join me to share their personal stories, and to ask their honest questions about the Christian faith. Each month, we hope to feature a different co-host and together invite guests on to share from their own faith journeys and experiences. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that, but if you're curious at all about what's so great about Jesus, I hope you come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with Him. Until next time.